0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Seek First Podcast. I'm Rick Brown. We talk about everything here. Life, seeking God, biblical truth, today's culture, and whatever is on my guest's radar to unpack. We want to understand what is happening around us. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Take a minute to subscribe to the Seek First Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Let's jump in. Hey, thanks for joining us. We are with Dr. Keith Rose, a physician, a physician, also involved with the intelligence community for 20 years and uh, we want to tap into not only his medical expertise but his intelligence network that he's always has his finger on the pulse he has a podcast called the scalpel if you ever want to be informed tune in uh, subscribe to the scalpel with dr keith rose welcome dr keith thank you good to have you with us today and uh, as we look at what happened this last week, um, we had a good sweep, if you will, uh, in Virginia, and people were, you know, it's like a bellwether. Is is this is this a red wave that is starting to come? What's your insights about what happened there, and even the close race in New Jersey that now uh, Cicilline is uh, Chitterelli is going to challenge. It looks like because the numbers are so close.
1: Well, what I think you're seeing is a true awakening of the American people. We know without question that there were serious shenanigans, serious problems with the election of Joe Biden. We were told we couldn't talk about it, and that was the first red flag that something was wrong. Because if you remember back in 2016 and prior to that when George Bush was elected over Al Gore— all the left talked about was a fraudulent election, election being stolen. And I don't remember anyone being canceled, censored or anything like that. So the American people, I think Churchill put it best, you know, once they're, once they're awake, and I'm paraphrasing, once you awake them, they're they're an unstoppable force, but it takes a little bit for them to wake up. And I think when you start going after your children, When they did, when the liberal progressives start saying, you know, we're teaching critical race theory and everyone knows they're teaching critical race theory, but they try to wordsmith it and say, no, we're not teaching. You know, don't believe your lying eyes when they tell us that. We're not indoctrinating your children, yet they're telling boys and girls that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, and you have a young girl that is raped in the bathroom by a transgender student who instead of being being caught at the time is actually transferred to another school and the school board and the superintendent deny it ever happened. That wakes up everyone. That's when the D and the R fall off your shirt and you become an A, an American. Because we have to understand where we are as a nation. We have these great freedoms because we've had great freedom. I've worked all over the world and... Right now in Afghanistan, a lot of people are struggling because they had what they knew to be freedom for about 20 years. And when we left, the Taliban came in, and you have a generation of people that are like, we're not used to this. Well, multiply that times a billion here in the United States of America. We've only known freedom. And, Rick, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you and I, with, within, with intellectual honesty, have to say we don't live in the same country we did five years ago. That's true. And so we have to look at that as Americans and realize something. It's not going to get better until we move. We are going to have to act. And I think in Virginia, we saw him act. And we saw people act in a wonderful way. You're seeing him act in New Jersey. You're seeing a guy that spent, I believe, Big Ed, $150 on his thing, unseat someone in the and the New Jersey, I guess their equivalent of their House of Representatives for the state. Yeah. But but what we're seeing right now is – and I feel great about it, but we have to understand something. This is not – this should wake up everyone, and I pray that Senator Manchin and Cinema are paying attention. But I can tell you the Democrats that have caused all this, they don't see it as – Anything other than we'll push past it, because remember, they go by Solinsky's rules for radicals. And if you have a negative, you keep pushing it till it pushes through to a positive. The only problem is this negative is is pulling slightly lower than whale poop in the Marianas Trench. I mean, it's it's the lowest point on the globe right now. So I don't I don't see you know that getting better for them. And the good news is they're tone deaf to the American people. But I don't think Senator Manchin is. The the bigger problem we're seeing, though, I think right now is Senator Manchin. I pray that this wakes him up so he will not support this omnibus bill. Mm-hmm. This omnibus is going to spend trillions of dollars we don't have to pay people that aren't working to give it to government contractors who will do nothing on this, quote, new green deal. And. A lot of this is obfuscation or camouflage for what's actually happening right now. And I think what's happening right now should, I don't know if a lot of people know this, I'm going to get ready to say something that should make your blood run cold. Uh, Because I really, when I, I've understood it, but then I had it hit me personally the other day in a conversation and it, it froze me. And what I'm talking about is, The potential food crisis we're going to hit. And this food crisis, I can tie directly to this omnibus bill. I can tie directly to what the Democrats are doing. So, to understand it, first of all, we need to understand where the Democrats are coming from. Dan Bongino says it best we look at Democrats as people with bad ideas, they look at us as bad people. With ideas, they personalize it again. Hat tip Alinsky, who hat tipped his book to Satan, and so you know we have to understand what their end goal is. Now we, first, we have to not live by lies, as Alexander Solzhenitsyn said. Do not live by lies. The lie of coronavirus. Yes, it's bad, but it's treatable early. The lie of mass vaccinations. No, you don't need to be vaccinated for something that is routinely survivable with early treatment. And we're seeing disastrous results from this. But where we are headed as a nation right now is to the precipice. Because I was on the phone yesterday with a gentleman who I have immense respect for. He he is and his family own a large... In Texas, they own a large feed company. And I have several ranches, and I feed my animals. And we were talking, and I was asking him about certain things. And he said, I'm really concerned about corn right now. And I said, build that out for me. He said, we're getting ready to have the largest food shortages we've ever seen in the nation. And I said, why? And he said, because we are not going to have fertilizer. And he said, without fertilizer, we will lose 50% of our food supply. Now, the gentleman telling me this is a graduate of Texas A&M in agriculture and game management. I mean, the guy is just brilliant. He understands what's going on. He's humble. He's a patriot. And his father has even more experience than him. And he said, my father says he's never seen anything like this. So what is happening right now, and you can Google it, you can look, Bloomberg's talked about it the other day, is that Fertilizer, just understand, fertilizer for crops is like gas for a car. They don't go without the fertilizer. We use predominantly in the United States of America synthetic fertilizer. Fertilizer is made by a corporation called, I believe, CF Industries. They're one of the largest fertilizer providers. They're all over the Midwest and they're around the world. China and Russia are two of the top four. Fertilizer producers in the United States, I mean in the in the world, and they have stopped production. They've stopped production, and so have a lot of the companies here in the Midwest, because the price of creating the fertilizer is too expensive. And what do we need to create fertilizer? We need natural gas. So the fact that we have gotten away from fracking, the fact that we have gotten away from being energy independent is going to affect. Are food. Now, this isn't peering into the future looking at a crystal ball. The price of a ton of fertilizer, synthetic fertilizer, normally is $350. Thanks to Brandon and his administration, the price of the fertilizer now is $650. And if you can get it in six months, it will be $950, according to all estimates by people much smarter than me. What does that do? Well, one, we're losing production of fertilizer, synthetic fertilizer, which we need, which we know will cut 50% of all our food. By most reports, if we start producing, they're estimating we'll start producing again in six months. Look at the timing on that six months. It's the spring planting season. We're going to have a shortage of fertilizer in the planting season this spring. Not only are we going to have a shortage of fertilizer, we're going to have A shortage of food. We're going to have people that are, you're going to have crisis. You you think we have a crisis now with the vaccine. We're going to have people that are starving. It's already hitting Ghana and other third world countries. And we need that natural gas to produce an affordable natural gas to produce fertilizer. If we're doing this new green energy package, we're going to have more expensive natural gas. We're going to stop doing what has worked for a long time. And China and Russia now control the food supply if they work together. And my guess is they work together. Because I look at – I look at when you have ever watched any back in history, if you look at war, if you look at any conflict, on one side you have a government that rules the people. And that would be China and Russia. On the other side, you usually have a government that is ruled by the people, and that's a lot of Western countries, although that's changing. So this is the perfect storm. We are going to roll out a COVID crisis into a food shortage. Put that on top of your great state that is building housing on fertile agricultural land. You're increasing the number of people through illegal migration. And so you're going to have a lot of people that are not assimilated to the United States that are historically poor, that are going to be hungry. What could go wrong there in your state? So you're creating chaos. And I guess I could sum it up best with this statement. Rahm Emanuel famously said, never let a crisis go to waste. What the Democrats and these progressive new Democrat party has done, these guys, is They have taken that to the next level, and they never let the opportunity to manufacture a crisis go to waste.
0: Wow. So the supply chain, and, and that's where we're going to go, because that's what the, the rumble is. And I was just talking to somebody in the state of Idaho yesterday going to the store. They're already seeing emptier shelves, and they said this is going to go into next summer with the supply chain but what you're saying because this doesn't even i mean even if they started producing fertilizer six months from now in the spring season that's sending us into an extended food shortage and and i uh not to get too far off in the weeds but someone that seems to be a part of uh This overall great reset, somebody like a Bill Gates buying 300,000 acres in the Midwest or all of these areas that he's buying huge, huge chunks of land, farmland, uh, is that to let it lay fallow so it's not farmed so there's a shortage or is it? I I don't know. I don't want to get off in the weeds. I'm just saying it seems
1: like all these things. It's it's a good statement. I mean, who knows what Bill Gates thinks? Mm -hmm. I mean – I know what he does. I look at people's fruit. And Bill Gates has not produced a lot of fruit. He's basically produced a lot of pain and suffering. And so I don't know why he's buying it, whether he wants to corner the market on food. I do know from multiple reports that our U.S. government is paying farmers right now to destroy their crops and telling them if they don't destroy their crops, they're not going to get subsidies the following year. You can see infinite reports all over the place on that. The American people do not have the luxury to sit and go this is terrible. This is one of those times like Winston Churchill talked about when the sleeping giant has to be has to awaken. They did in Virginia. But Virginia is a microcosm for what we need to do in the United States of America. We can no longer Go. That's terrible. Or did you see that senator? He just tore him up in conference. Well, really, what fruit did it produce? Mm -hmm. What's changed? We have, we we are living in unprecedented times, and that's not hyperbole. I've never seen our nation on the cusp of absolute destruction for the life that we knew. We are headed towards food shortages. We are already in a supply chain shortage. We are pushing max vaccinations where people are losing their jobs and being replaced by government-funded healthcare workers. So if you have healthcare workers losing their job, they're being replaced by government-funded healthcare workers that aren't required to get the vaccine. You have OSHA yesterday come out and say that any company over 100 people must have the vaccine. OSHA's not... This is, this is the biggest hypocritical regulation osha could ever put out and then they had to come back and i believe they had to come back and say because if you have a vaccine injury we're not going to count that as recordable because we know one in five thousand people are going to have problems with this no matter what osha does not have the authority or the mandate to push and everyone needs to listen to this an experimental vaccine because the vaccine's that has been approved by the Federal Drug Administration is not available in the United States. Only experimental use vaccines are. Experimental use vaccines that haven't been tested adequately do not have the same safety profiles because the regulations for testing and safety profiles were gutted in two omnibus bills passed during the Obama administration. So if you want to understand the left, it's a ratchet, and a ratchet only goes one way, and they're not going to back down. And I, and I think there's a way forward, but it's going to take people that are going to have to die to themselves and really understand that this is bigger than saying that I tuned Dr. Fauci up in a committee. This is yeah. bigger than saying, gosh, the shells are going bare. Uh, right. It's, we got to be like those Virginia parrots to tie it all in a nice bow. we got to sure. show up and make a change peacefully. I'm not calling right. for violence. But yeah, I peacefully. will tell you this. If you you have people starving, I forget who said it, but we're only nine meals away from anarchy. Yeah, when you see hungry people, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks that live in the inner city, they live day to day on their food supply. They go down to the corner market or this. They don't keep a lot on the shelf. Now, we're in Texas we we aren't preppers, we're Texans. So we prepared. Mm-hmm. Preppers are just people that are prepared and pay attention. I have a food supply that'll last my family six months. I own several ranches. I'm going to have cattle. I'm going to go plant. I'm already making inroads in with natural fertilizer companies to start warehousing fertilizer because I want to be able to grow corn that I'm going to need for my animals. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this, but I don't have a choice. And so I think if we don't start paying attention as a nation, it's, it's just going to get worse. So I am very happy about Virginia, but Virginia tells you there is a way forward. But what it doesn't tell you is we don't take the foot off the gas. You put the other foot on the pedal.
0: That's right. So if you have – I mean this has all been accomplished by um, what I really – Sincerely believe that Joe Biden is is a kamikaze president. He knows he's not going for a second term He's just going to destroy everything as fast as possible, which is ten months and then we have in the wings uh, Kamala Harris who is uh, Equally as bad or just I'm not even going to go there, but um, Because when you look at him his I mean you're a medical doctor you look at his 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 frailty I mean, can you even see him going four years, another three years? And the whole goal is to bring America to its knees with a socialist agenda, to uh, bring the government in with guns. I guess when people get hungry and finally rise up, because that'll happen, uh, the government steps in and says, okay, we're going to bring all this control that needs to take place from the chaos. What do you think? Think Because I I think the, the... the misnomer for a lot of us are the mis is just here's a terrible uh, group of a group of people with terrible ideas, and it's destroying America. but it it's so planned and coordinated, unless it's this nefarious blueprint, how can how can you make so many terrible mistakes?
1: Well, it's not an accident. It wasn't an accident why we left $84 billion in lethal aid to the Taliban. It wasn't an accident the way we left Afghanistan the way we did. It wasn't an accident about the vaccines. It wasn't an accident about hiding the gain-of-function testing. None of this is an accident. Now, we would like to—a lot of people want to say, well, they're conspiracy theorists. The actual—CIA actually invented that term to throw people off when they were on to what they were doing— so they invented the term conspiracy theorist. That's, that, that comes from the intelligence community, just a little history there. And, you know, I study history because my grandfather was one of the original members of the OSS. And I just found that out two months ago. So he could keep a secret. Um, I, I think it's important for us as a nation to understand that our founders gave us a blueprint They gave us an owner's manual, if you will, Mm -hmm. that was God inspired. I I believe it was real providence that we have this because no other nation has it. No other nation in the history of the world has no republic, no republic with a constitution has survived greater than 16 to 17 years. And we're pushing 244. And. The only way we're going to keep it, as Benjamin Franklin said, you have a republic, madam, if you can keep it, when he left Constitutional Hall, is that we have to look back at the Constitution and have fidelity to the Constitution. We have to hold the Democrats and Republicans to the oath they made To the constitution and I was talking to a politician the other day who I have immense respect for He's like well, they just don't pay attention to the constitution. Well, then hold their feet to it Mm -hmm. It's not enough and we need to vote these guys out in record numbers There needs to be a tsunami of Democrat and Republican Americans that go to the polls and anyone that's associated with this party push them out and then I believe there's a plan for we can deal with Republicans as well because they don't get a pass on this. You know, I I got a call the other day from a a dear friend who works for the Republican administration, and he said, you know, we got to get our guys elected. And I said, why? What has it done? Well, I know, but that's, that's what we have. I said, no, it's not what you have. I said, election's not a strategy. Strategy's a strategy. And you have all the tools to be successful. Are you gonna use them? Because you didn't use them when you should have the first time. And the first thing you have to do is admit that you failed and that's where we are now. Joe Biden is just, Joe Biden is a consequence or a result. He is not the foundation that they're building on. He is the pinata that they're gonna use as long as they can for people to hit because one, he doesn't feel it or remember it. And then when it comes time, they'll lay it all on his shoulders he won't be aware of it. He's just – Joe Biden will go down as the most useful idiot in the history of politics. And they'll say, well, Joe Biden did it. Joe Biden doesn't remember what he had for breakfast. You know, Brandon doesn't remember anything. And, and we should – and the Democrats should be looking at this with critical thinking, not critical – not race – you know, critical racism theory, but critical thinking and looking at this and go, wait. Kamala Harris dropped out of the presidential run, her presidential run with zero support prior to even her home state voting. So no one liked her, not even in her home state. She I didn't think there was anyone more annoying than Hillary Clinton. And then Kamala's like, "Hold my beer, because she is just a disaster. she she had her favorability is probably hovering just above, chlamydia or something. I don't know. It's 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 really bad. I mean no one wants that. And they don't want her either. So I don't know. I don't I don't know what the what the latest studies show or surveys, but it's bad. So you have to That's your medical opinion. That's my as a doctor, as a licensed (laughs) physician practicing medicine. But um it is it is really one of those things where I believe as a nation we have to see what happened. We have to own the problems we have. And once we understand what we did wrong, then we can do it right. And I think yeah. there is a way forward, but we have to have something that is really not in the, in the genetic makeup of most politicians, and that's humility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, God can't bless pride,
0: yeah.
1: and he never has, nor will he. But God can bless a contrite heart. God can bless people that come to him and say, look, I am weak and we are weak right now. I don't have the answers and we don't have a lot of them, but I know he does. And we have a good template for that because our founders did it after about five weeks of the constitutional convention. When they all were gathered in that house, they were fighting and getting ready to not have a country until Benjamin Franklin stood up and said, and I'm paraphrasing. Wait a second. We started with God, beat an enemy that we should have never beat. Why do we think we don't need him now? Because mm-hmm. if a sparrow can fall in the woods and he knows about it, can a nation rise without his consent? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, can a nation awaken without his consent that he is allowed to stay here longer than any other? And the and the short and long answer are no. So we have to— um, pay attention. And there, and I think there's some pretty cool things we could do that would put the Democrats. I mean, they, they, they don't have enough therapists for what we could do.
0: <laughs> just I agree. So let, let's uh, take a couple of rabbit trails here just because they're, they're current. And I want to just get your input on them. Um, yesterday, Rand Paul, like you said, he, he lit up Uh, Anthony Fauci yesterday but Fauci the NIH quietly changed the definition they took gain-of-function off their website and they put a term that is EPPP which he brought forward as enhanced potential pandemic pathogen as if somehow just he's like nailing down jello here's a guy that in the Senate Rand Paul's given it to him multiple times I don't know if I've ever seen somebody in public life be so slippery, and never, never waver in his commitment to deceive the American people, as Anthony Fauci.
1: Well, I don't. I didn't hear about e. I knew they changed the definition. I would just say it's more enhanced pathetic pablum <laughs> for people. I mean, that's all you have to know. Everything they do is EPPP enhanced pathetic <laughs> pablum for people. Meaning. For those of you that don't have a it they're just making up stuff and expecting you to eat it and digest it. Yeah, the difference is the, the Democrats are giving us stuff to swallow, but I don't think the Americans are digesting it anymore. In the past, they could slip a few in and people would eat it and go, I'll probably digest this. Mm. You know, we, that's our mistake. Now they're shoveling it out so fast. You know, people are eating it going, I, this kind of tastes like poop. I don't think I want to I eat this. You know, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of eating fecal material. And that, that Dr. Fauci seems to be, you know, creating a whole new line of fecal lace products every time he speaks. So I believe that the time for Anthony Fauci is over as far as listening to anything he says. He's made himself irrelevant. And the man is, I'm gonna be blunt. He's caused the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. Anyone that doesn't treat early is complicit in the death of people. Anyone that doesn't stand as a physician has forgone his oath of primum non nocere, first you no harm, and is complicit in the death of people. Now you can tell yourself anything you want, but if you actually, all you physicians out there actually go and do a literature search and look and talk to colleagues and recognize something, it's easily treatable. We shouldn't be pushing vaccines and people have died because of your action or more importantly, your inaction. And I I would just encourage physicians that if you can't do it, quit and just go sell shoes or something. You're 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 probably going to hurt less people, but I have. It's not me. I feel sorry for those physicians because they don't have the intellectual integrity to stand up. Now the guys like the pediatrician at Baylor in Texas who Podix or Podunk or I I have a lot of names for him. I can't say in public. (laughs) This guy's pushing everything. He has a financial incentive to do it. I believe you. Just go look at it. He's one of Fauci's email buddies. I mean, these people are evil, and they're they're either completely blind to the side effects and the problems with the vaccine, blind to what coronavirus really is, or they have trillions in their eyes that make them blind, because a lot of people are making money on this, and a lot of people are being hurt, and this is not a small thing. I, I forget who said it. I believe back in—I think Mao said it when the Red Guard— His useful idiots, when their time came up, he killed about 10 million in one day. So all you guys that are following lockstep with the Democrats, history shows us eventually they'll turn on you. But I believe he said, or someone said, and I don't have the exact quote, one death is a tragedy. 10 million is a statistic. We're into statistics now. The problem is we have Americans suffering individual tragedies, and we have to stand as a nation. And we can't be silent. I mean, if you're silent now, you would be the same people that would watch the Jewish people being put on trains, going to Auschwitz, going, Man, that's tough. I wonder what they did. We can't do that. I mean, and as Christ followers, we have our hearts telling us what's going on. And we we, we just can't we can't excuse it.
0: When I think about that and what they've really sold out the American people for, Big Pharma to make these billions, these trillions of dollars, and now this this push uh, that's now being rolled out to vaccinate the children from five to 11, it, it it just sends me over the edge. Here's these kids at no risk whatsoever, unless they have some underlying health, you know, severe health problem, and. Uh, San Francisco jumped on board immediately saying that they're uh, 5 to 11 year old. That's a shock. Yeah, have to have the VAX card along with it. And, and there, there's no desire. Fauci, all these people know the side effects and the lack of danger for these children. And yet all I can figure is there's these dollar signs that are just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, I, I don't know what else would motivate them, if they look at them as a payday to destroy their lives,
1: I, I think like a lot of things in medicine, this decision is multifactorial. One, it makes no sense. Any sentient human that looks at Sweden and Finland, nations that did not do mass fascin- mass vaccination, nations that never—that mm-hmm. was fun, nations <laughs> that never that never had mass mandates. Nations that never social distance or or stop their kids from going to school have had zero deaths of children. Zero. These are Western countries. Zero. You look at Uttar Pradesh, which has 270 million people, a state in India, which comprises of Delhi, that cannot social distance. 270 million people, that's close to the U.S. population, 60 million off the U.S. population they essentially eradicated COVID. There's no more cases of any note because they passed out ivermectin early. If you're a physician and you look at that and you can, with a straight face, say that children need to be vaccinated, knowing that we have at least one in 5,000 deaths or one in 5,000 uh, children have complications or 5,000 people. Knowing the studies that they're basing this off, I've only had 1,700 participants, and I won't get in the weeds, but none of it was done correctly. And then they vaccinated the control group to prevent long-term control group studies. If you believe this, I don't see the difference between you and a guy working at Auschwitz. I'm sorry. And that's that's really hard. But you're making a moral equivalent, and people are dying. They're not putting them in an oven. But you are rolling the dice. You're putting poison M&Ms in a bowl. And you're telling all the kids. I mean, it's the equivalent of getting 10 bags of M&Ms and putting three deadly poisonous M&Ms in that bowl, mixing it up and passing it out to kids everywhere. And you know with every 5,000 M&Ms, you're going to have someone get sick or die. And you're good with that. Now, contrast that to when the first mass vaccination was rolled out for swine flu in the 70s. And after 53 deaths, they stopped the program. They stopped it. We've had over 12,000 deaths or 14,000 deaths that we know about. I Probably checked yesterday,
0: it was 17,000 on CDC. 17,000
1: deaths. And What's we are, have an FDA going, yes, we'll do it. And if you look at the FDA, the former FDA commissioners now work for major pharmaceutical companies. So, you know, we'll figure. Uh, follow the money. Look, oh. I, I uh, the thing that encouraged me the most to circle back, uh, not hat tip Jen, Jen Psaki on this, but to go back <laughs> to the beginning is if the people of the United States, if people of Virginia had not come out and voted like they did, I would tell you it wasn't a Democrat problem. It's an American problem. But we know this is not an American problem. We need to own this, and we need to realize that we have a government for the people, by the people. Mm -hmm. We don't have a government that we work for, but they think we do. And they not only think they have the right to tell us everything to do, but they have the right to tell us what to put in our bodies. The whole my body, my choice, I guess, just kind of went by the wayside there. Out and, the
0: window.
1: Yeah. And this is not a dangerous, this is not a deadly disease unless you manage it the way we have. The same, I got a bu- uh, bulletin from Texas Medical Association talking about how we need to have mass vaccinations and mass. And then the following week, I got another bulletin telling them, telling us how we have a mass increase in psychological problems in children because of mass, masking, because of the coronavirus, okay. all this fear. And it's, it's unwarranted. Fear is a great motivator if it's real, and it should not be used any other way than to make people aware that it's there and here's what we need to do about it. But what we're doing now is evil. It's wrong. And the people doing it, I believe, will go down in history and they will be as bad as Goebbels. They will be as bad as those scientists that did those horrific experiments we're violating nuremberg trial rules left and right nuremberg code so Mm -hmm. i think this is not something we need to talk about this is something we need to show up to the polls and act on immediately there needs to be pressure like never before and americans need to be prepared Mm -hmm. you know we have we have we've we've lost our first amendment almost because of big corporations and we need to understand why and we need to push back appropriately
0: so a couple of cu- couple of things, just to get your comments as we wrap it up, and um, since we have you on, is that yesterday, Joe Manchin said that these elections show that America is right or a center or center right. Uh, and yesterday, on the other end of the spectrum, socialist AOC, uh, said that the reason they lost in Virginia is because they did not push the super aggressive progress, uh, progressive agenda to draw up, to excite their base. Talk about two people, one that is very much in tune from my perspective, Joe Manchin, and I can't believe, I mean, this dude's got some brass to hold the line with the kind of pressure he's under there. And um to be center-right, and here's AOC just off the chart.
1: Well, when you when you have a, a tryout for a congressional position and you hire a bartender, and Nancy Pelosi said it best, anyone would have won that, you know, a, 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 a glass of water with a D would have won her position. So you can recognize that AOC has never had an original thought come out of her head. She's saying what she's told to say. And that's what the American people need to see is the deception behind the deception. I think they saw it in Virginia. I think, I I pray that Manchin is seeing this. Senator Manchin is seeing this and going, you know what? Our nation is not just having a battle of ideals or ideology. We are in a death match for the soul of our country. And will we remain free or not? This is no longer, this is not the LBJ Democrat Republicans. This is not, you know, the Kennedy, I mean, I can tell you Robert Kennedy right now would be a radical conservative yeah. in the Democrat Party. Yeah. We have a nation that is on the precipice, but I believe we have Patriots to see what's going on. And shows like this, shows like Dan Bongino's, Charlie Kirks, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, you know, all those great guys that are out there speaking the truth day in and day out. That's how you're gonna change this nation back. And that's how Joe Manchin's going to see what's going on. i've I, I've dealt on different situations. I won't go into details with congressmen. And when I talk to them, these are good guys, I realize they don't know what's going on because they're in a bubble. They are protected from by their staff, their staff firewalls, and you know, so many people are being managed. But the way you fix it is to show the deception behind the deception. and I'll and we can close out on this if you want i, I have an idea okay. and let your audience see what they think but the way you show the deception behind the deception is you have to be the contrast i um i, I you know you know my past it's not mm-hmm. it's not pretty and only by god's grace was i not ending up as a smoking you know pile of grease on the side of a mountain somewhere not here mm-hmm. and the way I finally saw it is I saw the contrast. I saw people living a life that I wanted. They had a peace that I wanted. You'll notice the Democrats have no peace. They they reign with chaos. They have, they don't know how to love. They just love things. They don't love people. And as Christ followers, we're called to a different standard. 65% of this nation identifies evangelical uh, believers if that were the case and we voted our faith, and I would just say not voted it, just pushed it because that is our faith, we wouldn't have these issues, mm-hmm. period. I mean, we we, we we would have never had these leaders. So we have failed as a church. We have to understand that. We have to be the contrast. And the way forward, I believe, is I would love for President Trump to go on a tour of the United States, a truth tour. I think he needs three big screens, one big one behind him. I mean tall, like, you know, massive, and two on each side. And talk about the truth in this nation, nonstop. Show the people on January 6th walking into the Capitol, being led in by the Capitol police on one screen, and then show the rioters burning, pillaging, destroying cities on the other. And then show the the— Democrats talking about mostly peaceful protesters and the craziness on January 6th show the deception behind the deception, show the truth. There's countless ways he could do this. Then the people, the thousands that watch President Trump raise their phones, videotape this, and disseminate it through the veins of social media that don't have the ability to scan that metadata from a video inside a video. And so that would start getting the message out. He should soften what we call the battle space. Then this is where the catch comes. I think President Trump, right before we, they have the, the season where everyone announces and runs for president, should state that he's not running for president, that he's throwing his support behind Ron DeSantis. Because I think President Trump should step down to step up. I believe he could become, by grace, one of the most powerful people in the country. I think President Trump needs to wait. And then be elected by fellow Republicans, speaker of the house not be a congressman but be speaker of the house the problem we have had in this nation is that we have a when we have all re- republican majority in the house and we have the presidency we seem to not get anything done because the lobbyists are in there picking them off left and right And the speaker always has an agenda, and they're never free to do what's right for this nation because of the lobbyist pressure, because they, quote, need to be elected again. How many times have you heard this? I can only—I've got to be elected. If I'm not elected, we'll never get this. Well, we don't have it. President Trump is a billionaire. As Speaker of the House, he's not going to be influenced. So on day one of a DeSantis presidency and a Trump—a Speaker Trump, Ron DeSantis could sign an executive order— disbanding the Federal Bureau of Investigation because they were in executive orders. An executive order was signed creating them, and an executive order can be signed disbanding them and move the good guys to the Marshal Service, the oldest serving law enforcement service, and they've been doing basically the Bureau's job anyway, and you take that one thing out of the Democrats' arsenal. The other thing President Trump will do on day one, and that's defund the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police don't need a larger police budget than most of the t- most of the large cities that we have around here. And as he defunds them, he would also appoint conservatives to the right committees, and then have a real investigation of who was speaking to the Capitol Police and what planning went into January 6 prior to January 6. And we have something in the intelligence community called the single subject polygraph. It is brutal. It will get to the bottom. Of all these problems and these guys will hate it and they will start turning on each other so fast it'll be like an episode of the sopranos or something but (laughs) that's just day one then president so right now you've taken democrats offensive arm away from them then when we have a debt ceiling come up speaker trump can put forward that we're no longer raising a debt ceiling But we're going to start cutting whole departments in government down to a level to where we can pay our debt. So as we hit debt ceilings, we shrink government. Whole positions that were put together under the Obama administration, other administrations, we don't need that many people. We don't need more agents. We need less. We need a fair tax. We need things and we need energy independence so we don't starve. And I believe in green energy done responsibly done correctly and we also don't need the quote free market that the corporatists want and again a president trump is not going to be influenced by big business because they're not going to be able to give him anything he doesn't have now that would be that would take a step of humility by president trump which i believe god would honor it would show a situational awareness to see where our country is but it would also inspire the other Republicans because leadership inspires. You lead from the front. And no matter how strong you are in Congress, if you have a speaker that is milk toast, and I think we've had a few, you're not gonna get anything done. It takes it from the political to what I would believe we're at a Churchillian moment in our nation's history where we need wartime presidents and wartime speakers. Not kinetic war, yeah. but if we have this, this would prevent that from happening. and we could start strengthening our nation instead of instead of taking it apart and I and, and you just think about the speaker controls everything, he could redo the committees, he would make the Democrats irrelevant, and in four years we would get more done than I think anyone would and you would see like you saw under President Trump even more, and the media would not have the bandwidth to go after a President DeSantis and a Speaker Trump, and the more they beat on a Speaker Trump in a non-elected position because the Congress votes on it, Mm -hmm. we we could start undoing the damage the Democrats done because the Democrats have been very happy to let us drive the car while they put all their people into the positions in the engine. And it doesn't matter how great your driver is. If the engine doesn't go, the car doesn't move. And that's what the deep state and the bureaucracy is. So that's that's just, you can build, I, can, I have a lot more ideas, but that's where I would start.
0: That's the blueprint to move forward to rescue the nation. And I want to, just a short PS, Pfizer is working on their preventative early treatment uh, pill. And we're going to find out it probably has ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in it. It's 89% effective. And now that they can make money, it's going to be, endorsed and blessed by big pharma don't you think
1: you know pfizer gave us viagra and they made a lot of money on that and they helped a lot of people they went from something that supported certain functions to becoming the actual thing they supported and i don't like that i mean it's and that's kind of crass but they're bad people right now they're not they don't have you know, I think they're, they've done some amazing things, these pharmaceutical companies, so I would want to know who's controlling them. Mm-hmm. I know, like, just on the, the fertilizer, the two biggest investors in CF, Incorporated, which control all the fertilizer, are BlackRock and Vanguard. Vanguard and then BlackRock. And, oh, oh by the way, Vanguard owns BlackRock. We're not really sure who owns Vanguard. And if you oh. look at all these companies, you'll see you're finding the same. So the hospitals that are firing people because they don't get the vaccine... Are probably a lot of these medical systems have Vanguard, BlackRock, and others that are investing in them mm-hmm. as they invest in the pharmaceutical companies. So it all goes back to the same system. And until we stand as a nation, as a nation, move as a nation and turn our hearts back to God and understand good and evil, because I believe we've forgotten, we don't call sin by its name anymore. Mm-hmm. And mass vaccinations with this virus is sin. It's evil. Yeah. And it we don't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a pastor I was talking to the other day. I said, you should be talking about this. He said, I don't want to get political. If I get political, <laughs> people aren't going to come back to church. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, our numbers will go down. I go, oh, you'll lose votes? And he got quiet. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. You know, I, I I just have so much respect for you and Pastor Rob. I mean, you guys are seriously my heroes because you stand in a time of controversy. I'm reading a a biography on Churchill, and the guy was brilliant and a man ahead of his time. We have future Churchills out there. He talked about leadership, and it all has to do with with chance and circumstance. We're in certain Mm -hmm. circumstances, and we have to step forward. And you're going to see who the leaders are, and I will tell you, it's great to be able to talk, but if there's no fruit behind those actions— you're not going to you're not going to stay the nation that we've been. That's right. or make it better.
0: Time with Dr. Keith Rose. Thank you for your insight as always. Love you man. Till next time. You, God bless you. All
1: right. Y'all have a great day.
0: I've seen light in the darkness. I want hope for the hopeless and rest for the weary mind. And you've got truth for the taking But my heart won't be shaken If today be the day that I die
1: Whoa-oh, 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 whoa, whoa And I won't
0: worry about tomorrow Or fear in times of trouble I keep my heart seeking
1: Seeking.